This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Text the show uh, on 8.12.15. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio or email the show via the Absolute Radio website. We are live in the studio, which is tremendous news because obviously the nation is in lockdown. But we, I discovered this week, and can you imagine my excitement that we are key workers? Mm-hmm. Oh. We are key work. I've got a letter in my tote. I spoke with the German Chancellor yeah. this morning. <laughs> got letter, da, 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 got letter, da, 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 <clears throat> in tote, and um, a letter in tote that says I'm a key worker. If I'm stopped on my way to the studio, I can get out this letter and say, uh, "Key worker well, body." I don't want to make you feel a bit less special, but guess what? So do Alan and I. But that's mm-hmm. good. Um, I, <laughs> you know what I like, Frank? It says on our letters, the government has classified I know. the holder of the with the holders of the letters, it's, the noddy holders. It's really, <laughs> um, it's remarkable. I mean, Maybe my first, remarkable. my first thought when I was notified. Um, was, <laughs> was that maybe they should bring back the Thursday night applause. <laughs> and I'll get me. I could hire a Palomino stallion and just go <laughs> round my. You know when you see people in uh, rodeos and they te- come and take the applause, and the horse just does those sort of slow steps, uh-huh. and you're just waving a hat. That's what I want to do. I mean, let's uh, let's soak it up. Are you a skilled enough rider of horses for that? I don't know much oh, about horse riding. About no, was that, that <laughs> was picky about no, it. No, that was for. genuinely a question about how good you are at riding horses. I'd, get, really a, I'd get a Palomino that was um, incredibly, impeccably yeah. behaved. He would. Right. He would. They're all self-operated. Sure I think that, that's what you're fighting against. Yes, true. <laughs> I wonder how many locksmiths have done the joke about being a key, key worker. worker. I mean, oh. they must oh, be yeah. doing. That You'd think. Oh man, singers even. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Piano players. Yeah, wharf operatives. <laughs> 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 oh man. So uh, well, I encountered oh. Jamie Cullum uh, last week. Oh yeah. And he was playing a piano outside. The definition of a key worker. Yeah, where, why was he doing that? Where did you encounter him? Was he just in the street or was it an event? <laughs> Jamie! No, no I was interviewing him. At the train station or something. I was interviewing him and do you know what? I thought, this, where shall we meet? And I uh, arranged to meet him at the bandstand in a park because I thought that's so appropriate. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. And when I got there, there was a piano. They, no. they, his, his people said, hope we don't mind, but Jamie's um, had a piano set up on the bandstand. I thought it was for me. It wasn't. He was doing a children in need broadcast after. She did say, I just, wa- I just wanted to let you know so you don't think Jamie arranges for pianos to be set up wherever he goes. <laughs> but it's a bit of a... Why was he doing it? He wasn't. He just got to keep... Like some people, if they're meeting someone in a park, might take a paperback book to keep yeah. them going. Ja- oh, now get us a Steinway in Jamie case she's late. The, the piano. Uh, he was doing a children in need broadcast. Oh, so that's very him, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. There was a pudsy on the, on the piano, I noticed. Who else would you say was very children in need? Yeah, he's a good boy. 
Uh, I would say... Yeah, but there's, it's a diff- there's a difference between a, a okay. comet relief person... Oh, oh and a yeah. children and in a need. Children Interesting. In okay. Children in need. Shane Ritchie, I'm thinking. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, comet relief. Uh, I think it's a bit cooler, isn't it? I'm mainly admiring Jamie Cullum's time management that he thought, well, I'm doing the dog walk podcast, so I'll have the piano (laughs) there for as soon as I'm done in that park. I'll do both in one go. What kind of dog? I don't don't want to preempt your your, Uh, your podcast. Do listen, by the way, to Emily's (laughs) podcast. Um, I love you. And do listen to Frank Skinner's podcast. I mean, it's a podcast first. On this radio show. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my podcast ended Keep. last Monday. Mm. So it doesn't end. Podcasts never end. Well, they, that's they the exist. beauty of it, Frank. They exist it doesn't end. Infinite. Like a nuclear half-life, haven't they? It, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> my my eight-year-old did a wonderful thing. I think he might have invented a very, very good name for a tribute act. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Because... Um, you know, there's a whole thing of brilliant tribute uh, act names. Yeah. Um, but he, um, there's an advert, which I think we play on Absolute Radio, which uses um, the Ramones Blitzkrieg Bob. Eh, oh, yes. <laughs> let's go. And he loves it. So he started, he found it on Apple Music and, and all that. And uh, he, But he refers to them as the Remains. Oh, yeah. <gasps> and I thought that would be a great, Especially as, I mean, God forbid, many of them have passed. <laughs> um, yeah, but it would. It, it, yeah. There may be one, but it's, love, the best things happen accidentally. Yeah. I always think. Do I? <laughs> Frank Skinner. This morning's texting, by the way, Miley Cyrus, Cyrus Miley. What other celebrities, if you swap their first and last name, sound like Dickens character? <laughs> 8, 12, 15. Oh, fair play to you. Yeah, that's good. I mean, come on. I, um... We trick-or-treated. Did uh, you? Yeah. Did you? Um, against, I think, not uh, uh, government regulations, but government advice. But it can be done safely. Yes. Yeah. We wore masks. Yeah. I was getting um, into the spirit. Of I it. was Kylo Ren, and uh, <laughs> my son was Thanos. Oh yeah, who is that Greek bloke at number fifty-four? <laughs> he was fine with it. Um, and it was—it's uh, a lot easier to scare people this year. Yes, <laughs> just just, just turn off at their house. <laughs> uh, so that worked well. Um, I found that, by the way, I've, I've only used public transport a couple of times of late, but um, have you? If you cough a bit... Take away of late and my life. Just have, <laughs> just have, just have a little cough. The leg room oh, you can get. Yeah. Just seat next to you. Just recommending. So anyway, we did... Uh, we considered... No lick- one should be sat next to you anyway. <laughs> no, I guess not. Um, so we considered lick or treat to bring back the real terror. Oh, well, that'd be good. But one, um, one house we went to had an enormous... A cardboard tube with a diameter, I would say, of about 10 inches. And they had that by their door, and then it went down the steps. So kids come to the bottom, and they just roll sweets down it. Oh, excellent. (laughs) It was was really... uh, I felt like those... You know those people who live in the waste pipes of major fruit fruit tinning factories? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I felt like one of those. That reminds me of a thing. When I was um, in Scotland as a child, when there was a wedding, there was like a, a tradition where 
the driver of the wedding car would throw a handful of change out into the street and the local children would scramble around for it. Is that what, a thing what, in what, England? What century were you a child <laughs> in Scotland? <laughs> I think it was called a scramble. We must have some Scottish texters that can oh, confirm I, that this is a thing. We played scramble in my playground. Right, <laughs> with gold sovereigns or no, something. <laughs> Just to highlight the difference in our, in our background. No, with Star Wars cards. All right. We played oh, scramble okay. with, and you would shout scramble, and then you had to do it in that tone of voice. Right. And then uh, if you got a Chewbacca, that's what I always waited. And then you just sort of all piled in. Oh, okay. I'm familiar. Did you not play scramble, Fang? I think we played it with bread. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I've never heard of scramble before. It's it's a uh, it's a uh, denigrating activity. <laughs> yes. The but idea is to though. make people crawl for things you no longer want. But I think, yeah. like, as a kid, it wasn't, like, that bad because you might find 10 or 20 pence and then you could go and buy a bottle of ginger or similar. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Once you've got the dog excrement off it. <laughs> Perfect. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. What was we just talking about off air? Well, well we've, we've had a bit of validation for my uh, memory that I thought was wonky, first and foremost, because mm, I, I just want good. people to know that I didn't make it up. Um, 525 has said, Hi team, I remember Scramble. I grew up in Livingston in Scotland and it was great. Always bought a wee mix-up with the profits, which I think is like a 10 pence mixture or... Maybe a 20 pet. This like pick a mix? Yeah, but they would have been pre-bagged, and so it's kind of a little lucky dip. Oh, I get you. Mm. So you just pay 10 pence and you would get, like, 10 pence worth of sweets. Yeah. Great. That's sort of dice. 10 yeah, pence worth of can sweets. Hey, kids. Can I just clarify? Oh, you're not I think listening. That, oh, I am, darling. That's lovely. <laughs> kids. I, no, I meant <laughs> I mean, I mean kids listening to the They're show. on their devices, don't worry. <laughs> oh, yeah. Can I Some of them are in devices. Oh, <laughs> lovely. That there was, I think there was just a slight, some small differences between perhaps my scramble mm. and Alan's. Yeah, mm. yeah. You were saying that with your scramble, you, you were sort of getting rid of unwanted items. Well, well it was money. It was like a well, cloud of coins, as I, uh, I would call it. Um, but shrapnel, low, essentially. Low de denomination yeah. coins, yes. Because at the time, I don't even think two pound coins or possibly one pound coins existed. No, Certainly no, not in no. Scotland. No right. dear. They, they were a bit behind you know, on the £1 coins. Well, ours differed just in that the idea was to get rid of items, but it was actually sort of quite coveted items. And right. the idea was that you were sort of... You, would, you were willing to sacrifice these beloved items for the glory, the momentary glory of being the one to shout scramble. Oh. Right, so you would bring it in and then, I like, would there be a moment yeah. where these high-value items were hanging in the air and yeah, then suddenly... Yeah, you'd be wielding it and everyone would be staring at you shouting scramble. And people would be like, there's a Fabergé egg in there, <laughs> that sort of stuff. There's a moment on the, uh, on the lighter steps in Horror of Fang Rock when uh, the fifth doctor... That needs a diamond. Oh, in order I honestly to... thought for a second that was some literature that I didn't know about. Oh, guess why I didn't knew it wasn't when I heard <laughs> Fang Rock. <laughs> anyway, he, he needs a diamond to bring down the root on Mothership, of and he, he, take, he takes the main diamond. He just chucks the other ones on oh. the stairs. Like I don't want that. So right. the, the the Victorian gent who's with him 
scrambles yes. after the diamonds and gets killed by the aliens. So I think there's a lesson in that. Right. Well, you could all learn. Also, <laughs> um, talking of Victorian gents... Oh, yeah. You earlier uh, were... Is that your tummy or mine? Yeah. Oh, that was like the scene in um, The African <laughs> Queen when Humphrey Bogart uh, sits at table and his stomach starts doing that. Do you remember that? Don't know that. Okay. <laughs> Talking of Victorian gents, mm. you were doing a brilliant... Well, I thought it was brilliant. It was reversing a name and getting a Dickens character. Yeah, celebrity names. If you your example was, Frank? Was, um, well, Cyrus Miley. Okay. Could easily yeah. be a, a, a Dickens character. What about Culkin Macaulay? <laughs> oh, yes. nice. That's from Jim yeah. Sessford. Good That's, one. I love that one. I absolutely love that one. We've also got from Richard Hughes, uh, he suggested McMenemy Laurie. Oh, yeah. Now, McMenemy Laurie sounds to me like a very pretty but slightly too thin American actress. Right. From 2021. <laughs> I'll continue. Okay. Trescothic Marcus. Oh, that, I like that quite that, yeah. That's a good one. And uh, that's from Anthony Moss. And Adam Lethbridge, one of my regulars, uh, Little Sid. <laughs> yes, yeah. very good. Come excellent. on, Adam. That is an excellent <laughs> I uh, mean, we've got a lot example. of these, so, you know. That's We will get through good. as many as we can. Thank you. <laughs> oh, yes. please, can I give you one more? Because someone else has pointed out that your name uh, reversed sounds like you could be um, a sort of Huckleberry Finn character. See, Skinner uh, to, Frank? To me, Skinner Frank sounds a bit like a, a solicitor's uh, type place. Oh, yes. Yeah. We've also got... I do like um, Andy Wilson, Esquire, has suggested Armstrong Neil. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like, I like that. that. Oh, what I'd... would Armstrong Neil be, though, in Dickens? He'd own a sort of bottling factory. Yeah, I think he might be a Scottish businessman <laughs> <laughs> who, um, Takes mi- who, a- who mistreated his, <laughs> um, his child workers. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm thinking. And a <laughs> very red, red-faced, uh, red-faced, fattish man. Yeah. Uh, whose uh, catchphrase will mo- will be Mondi will not do. I think would be his catchphrase. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Eh, it's a bit of uh, nostalgia takes many forms. Last mm. night, me and my partner, Kath, okay, sitting watching the news. <laughs> Breathe out, Al. <laughs> and um, they had uh, uh, a tribute to Jeffrey Palmer, the, the fabulous oh, comedy actor. Oh, I think yes. it was in The Mutants. Right, well... Weren't we? Um, and uh, anyway, it's, uh, you know, I think he's much loved. I know, Very. from Butterflies was yeah. one of my yeah. Well, uh, coincidentally, um, he came up and my partner said... Uh, Oh, my first period started while I was watching Butterflies. And I thought, oh. a lovely, lovely tribute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He wanted someone to then say, Jeffrey Palmer, who died earlier today. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I liked it. Yeah. So, yes, when I was on my Halloween walk... Oh, yes. There was a, a, a number of... Um, I believe they're called jack-o'-lanterns. Oh, right. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I do. Pumpkins with a candle. All right. Uh, Can I ask a question? Mm. I I think Halloween has changed somewhat, that there's now a sort of a a symbol of, hey, come and knock on the door, and that is that people put a lantern out and it's basically saying, kids, 
That is well true, but oh. I tell you what, we had several of this year, which I think was a was a, a gut wrencher. Mm. Is a Jack O' Lantern, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure if Jack O' Lantern. This was my point: whether it's Jack of the Lantern, Jack right. O' Lantern, like Macho the Day, yeah, <laughs> or whether it's uh, an Irish um, character, right, Mario Obama, yeah, mm. or um, or whether th- that's a, a, an initial. Oh, Jack, maybe his name's Jack Oliver. Oswald. Jack Oswald yeah. Lantern. Yeah. Yeah. Good question. Yeah, anyway, people had those outside their houses lit up, mm. so um, there was much excitement. Mm-hmm. And then on the door, they had a thing that said, no sweets this year. Right. And I thought, that mm. is... That's just teasing. Just don't that. do the Jack you can't Lantern. Have no. A, you cannot do the parade or. exactly a Jack Oswald Lantern mm. no. outside your house if you're not going to deliver. No. Yeah. I mean, you just illuminate. Yeah. Quite. You can have the lantern. It's, cr- it's cruel. It is. I thought it was unnecessary. Um, I'm trying to think of a clean version. My car, yeah. but it's it's uh, it's teasing. Yeah. It's a teasing yeah. thing. It is, yeah, yeah. and uh, and and led to some uh, disappointment of the children. And and, and I, I don't like. And that. I don't like that because I believe the children are our future. Yeah. Although when I was a child, I know we've done this a lot today. But when I was a child, I don't remember um, that there was this system where people would say, "Yeah, knock on," because we've got sweets by using the jack-o'-lantern. I seem to remember Trick or Treat had somewhat more menacing that you would knock <laughs> onto just any house. Yeah. And what you were saying was, give me sweets or I'm going to throw eggs at your house. It was essentially a form of... Um, it was a, a sort of early coercion. Yeah. First steps into... Um, yeah, nice window, mate. Be terrible if something happened to it. It was like you, that one. <laughs> did you ever do tricks? I bet you did. No, right? I didn't, because trick or treat, when I was a kid, was the thing you occasionally saw in American films, but didn't... Right. I mean, with us, the big thing, before I realised it was anti-Catholic bigotry, was um, bonfire night, a penny yeah. for mm-hmm. a guy. Mm-hmm. That seems to have gone there. I will say, fair play to the Catholics for, for coping with... Um, Guy Fawkes night. Yeah. Fair play. They take it really well, I think. Not, I don't. <laughs> I make that absolutely clear. If the people of Lewis are listening, it's a good job you don't have vision on this. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Um, do you remember last week we were discussing uh, obscure claims to fame? Oh, yes. Um, well, 698 has just got in touch with one a week a week later. Left field claim to fame, Brian Kant of play school fame was my swimming teacher at primary school from The Ruth Is Out There. Wow. Yeah. Wowee. That, that's kind because of, he was an actor for ages. He, I, I, he also was in the Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so interested to hear. Um, okay. Peter Purvis, who was also in Doctor Who, but was a... Um, was a... Blue Peter presenter. I think he was a swimming teacher. Mm-hmm. Doesn't seem like a logical step up, does it, to television? Maybe children's television. They selected people quite randomly back then. Oh, those were the <laughs> days. <laughs> uh, Lee McFadden has also been in touch regarding uh, off the wall claim to fame. A bit late in the day, but I remember this beautifully obscure and true one. Henry Cooper's twin brother air text the ceiling of my sister's front room before she moved into the house. 
Henry Cooper's twin brother obvious, often appeared in pictures with Henry. Um, the brilliant thing, because he was like Henry was as, as, as absolutely London as you can get, and his brother literally ran a fruit store, which is what you want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't know he did uh, in the days when everything got air text. Yes. Mm, if you don't know what air text is, it was a sort of a rough finish plaster. Yeah. Very lovely it was, but not if you caught your elbow on it. Oh, yeah. no, little tip Quite there. Spiky. And 454, we all did a half-pence scramble. It wasn't the value as what you had to endure to get it. Thrown high in the air and a loud shout, scramble, it was carnage. I completely missed out on that. Sorry for your loss. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry for your loss. <laughs> we... Uh, 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 speaking of fruit stalls, I passed my local fruit stall the other morning and this guy says... Balamori? Uh, yeah. <laughs> this guy says, uh, you've got a difficult weekend, yeah? And uh, I said... I you thought, left your file of facts open. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't my journal, my private journal. Um, and um, he was referring to the fact that my son is a Spurs fan and I'm a West oh. Brom fan oh. and we play each other on Sunday. Great research. Very oh. good. Not only that, I've got to pay fourteen ninety five for the honour of um, watching that match with my child. Oh, yeah. The last, I think it might be the last one of the 1495s. Do you know that West Brom is the team who's had the most? I don't know what you're talking about, except for... If you watch... If you watch... Right. Well, of course Premier you don't, because you have to pay. A lot yeah. of Premier League now is pay-per-view, if, especially if right. you're not one of the top games. Uh-huh. And, and Albion have had four, will have had four of those. Oh. I mean, 60 quid. That's not fair. Oh, I could have put that in the poor box. Yeah, you could... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know where that's gone. It's been <laughs> spread out, hasn't it? The poor been, box. Yeah, they've made it more specific. It's been modulised, the poor box, in the old days. It covered a, a multitude. What about um, Widdicombe Josh? Oh, yeah, that's quite good. That's from Samantha, Sydney. Yeah, well, Widdicombe Josh, what, what do you think? Uh, I like it. Um, I think he'd be a likeable character. Maybe a stable lad. Mm-hmm. Widdicombe lad. Yeah. Just in case we get 200 text messages from it, I think 441 has said what the nation is thinking. Hi, <clears throat> excuse me, I think it was our text, not Airtex. Uh, oh, I do Oh, yeah, apologize. maybe Airtex was underway. Oh, Airtex was a shirt, wasn't it? Yes, also nasty if you caught your elbow on it, if I remember mm-hmm. rightly. Mm-hmm. But that's when I'd worn it for the entire summer holiday. Mm-hmm. Apologies, and uh, <laughs> when you got to week six of the summer holidays, it was possible to get your socks on the wrong feet. <laughs> Did you have sports pants? How? <laughs> I don't remember what I had. I had. Um, I remember having a string vest and string pants. <laughs> it's fabulous. I was t- t- trellis boy. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. This is uh, to the second hour. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochrane. You can text the show on 8.12.15. People have. Mm. Yeah. Uh, you won't be on your own. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio or email the show via the Absolute Radio website. What's the percentages, um, if I was to say, how, many of, how much the contact is text, how much is Twitter, how much is Instagram, how much is um, email? I'll... I'll Ballpark. I'll get you a pie chart. Okay, thanks. By Can I tell you a month's time. Who would be able to tell you that? 
Go mm. on. In a heartbeat, no hesitation, my latest unlikely crush. Okay. His name is John King. John King. He does the CNN coverage, and I have been absolutely... I mean, I've gone beyond glued. Okay. I'm obsessed by this man. I'm actually feeling a bit funny talking about him. Because that's the reason I've got so obsessed by the US elections. Has there been a US election? <laughs> oh, no. There's Owl, only one Owl, winner. Owl is in the north. <laughs> <laughs> There's only one winner, and the that is John, John King, King <laughs> and his magic wall. Oh, so oh is he one of those with an election stamina, wall? The stamina of that man. I, one thing about, um, and perhaps the only good thing about the American election being dragged out so much, is watching the presenters crumble yes. this week. They all look terror. Not, not John King. Oh, well. Can I tell the you... The Sky th- presenters are they? start, starting to hit them hard. Oh, you start so the foundation gets thicker, they, they doesn't look, it? you know, gaunt... It's difficult, isn't it? I feel for them. They must go to bed thinking, oh, it'll be all wrapped up by my next shift. And then they've got another shift and then another. I don't know if they go to bed. Well, not that I've been Googling um, psychotically, but I know how many hours sleep John King has had most nights. Um, 2.5 hours. Is that all? First night. I think, yeah. And then I think he might have had three hours... I mean, oh. the man is an absolute legend. Two He's going to be fiver. really cranky. <laughs> Can I ask, just as a general, just just as a general inquiry, if someone said to you, "Cog, I'm like, I only had uh, two point five hours sleep last night," what would you think about that? I'd think, yeah, it's, it's oh. made you do fractions on, uh, <laughs> or decimals. On hours, or decimals yeah. instead. The, I don't know how to bring this up, but I have to tell you, Kathy said the most brilliant thing to me. Your Kath once, right? Um. She wants to send me a text. I can't even send <laughs> We were both very worried that we'd we'd got ourselves into a bit of a pickle with a mutual friend. Let's leave it there. Okay. And we were both concerned about it. And she texted me. I'm worried about this because Kath's language is absolutely <laughs> no, it's off fine. the barrack room. <laughs> I, I can work clean. Okay. She texted me the next morning and said... I feel so sick about this. I had one hour's sleep. (laughs) 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 I showed um, Catherine Ryan, the comic, this, and she said, she was laughing. She said, why did she bother with the hour? Why didn't she just say, I had no sleep? Every morning when I get up, Kath says something like, oh, two and a half hours sleep. This morning... I, 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 I creep down on a Saturday morning because obviously I'm up early to come and do the show. Yeah, key worker. Fam- uh, yeah, exactly, key worker. Yeah. So the family is sleeping, I tiptoe down. So I'm down in the kitchen <laughs> having me porridge. The door bursts open and Kath comes in. <laughs> and I th- what's happened? She said, uh, I've been awake since half past two. No. Right. Yeah, and then she went back up. <laughs> She came down just to... She didn't want me going to work thinking for one second that she'd had a good night's sleep. <laughs> Every morning. I she could... She I tell it. you what, though, Kath could easily... She's missed her calling. She'd be great as one of these election oh, correspondents yes. with her erratic sleeping patterns. But honestly, I urge you, get it, catch them while you can. 
It's a thing of beauty. John King. I mean, honestly, Frank, I feel more strongly... I think about him. Oh, I feel more goodness. strongly I, about you him. You know you're on the radio now. Yes! <laughs> I if, think... if you won't be listening, he'll be talking about Albuquerque oh, doing a right. recount. He loves his Maraco- Maricopa County. He's obsessed. <laughs> I would say I, um, I think about him more than either Henry VIII or Vince Cable. Does he wow. say Caucus a lot? Is he one of those? They say stuff like Caucus and Supreme and... He's... Yes, out. he talks... He just... He's never at a loss for words. This is why I love him. And if you reverse his names, he could fit into a Shakespeare play. King John. Good <laughs> stuff. Oh, Frank. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We've had some uh, fellow John King CNN lovers here. Really? Yes. I didn't, I, I didn't think anyone in England watched CNN. Everyone does now, thank okay, you. Well, not everyone. Well, I no, can I tell you how I got led Is it pay-per-view? Into... <laughs> Is it another thing that I've been priced out of? <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine that would be a motive for you. Huh? Um, who got me into it was, who alerted me to it was David Baddiel. Oh. He's been banging on about... Um, banging on sounds rude. Yeah. He's been... Uh, I found it informative. Top-thumping. No, he's been suggesting that... Uh, yeah. <clears throat> he's been recommending the coverage, and it is... They've got some weird algorithm that you can't stop watching. Well, I... Um... Do you want to hear what they say? Oh, yeah. Victoria Kaplan. Hello, Victoria. I completely agree. John King looks freshly washed and fragrant after hours of election coverage. He made a boo-boo last night and got confused by the numbers Biden was ahead between 1,700 and 17,000 in Mariposa and he completely lost it. He got a fit of the giggles and couldn't stop. It was so endearing. That's like on Open University when the maths professors say, I actually meant 3.24, <laughs> not... Three. It sounds to me like there was a guy, a DJ, who decided he was going to stay away, I think, stay awake for, I think, 72 hours. And they put him in a glass dome in Times Square. And he did his show live from there, just occasionally going behind the screen to do his, uh, oh, yes. his personals. Oh, yeah. Um, but, to do his um, whoopsie in the... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he done a but whoopsie. About 48, uh, 48 hours in, he suddenly pushed himself away from his desk, claiming it was covered in spiders. <laughs> <laughs> so... It's not good. It's not healthy uh, staying awake no, for long periods of time can, like that. Can we also Very say, um, Al, these men are called chart throbs? Oh, are oh, they? That, mm. I like that. Yeah, mm. I like that. There you go. He's a chart throb. Okay, now that's a good one. Yeah. Um, did you see the mayor who. No, because it's not 1972. No, but there was an American <laughs> mayor and they asked him about. Um, He's a Republican mayor, I think, and they asked him about Donald Trump saying that he, you know, he, he, that the, the the thing was uh, crooked. And the mayor said, "You must have seen this." He said, oh, the Philadelphia mayor, or the yeah. the one who said, "Well, I think he needs to get his big uh-huh. boy pants yes. on <laughs> and and stand up I and, and admit it." And I thought it's a shame that. Because he means trousers, of course, because that's what they call pants. Oh, and yeah. His big boy trousers is a funnier line in 
our country, I think, than pants. Because pants is a bit, mm. you know, you're slightly yeah. playing to the crowd saying pants. Yes, pants will get, almost I get a laugh on it. So. Yeah. But if he just said he needs to put his big boy trousers on, that is, yeah. it's got all that images of going to school and yeah. blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So I felt for him there. But in America, it probably got big laughs. Very occasionally, this show... Uh, Elevate to Frank Skinner analysing the comedy difficulty of being an American mayor. Yeah, <laughs> versus yeah. an Englishman. But it was a, it was it was a good. Uh, yeah, I, my, sure also so. I very much liked uh, Donald Trump's speech when he when he <laughs> meant he, he said if you just take the legal votes. <laughs> and, and I thought, I thought this is a reasonable point because he's making yeah. a point that some of the things have come. It's something yeah, wrong yeah. with them. Yeah. So he's going to say, if you get the legal votes, I've, I've won, and if you include the illegal votes, Joe yeah. Biden. But what he said, and this is so <laughs> fabulously Donald Trump. He said, um, and if you just count the illegal votes, I win easily. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, too. He couldn't even say, okay, like most lawyers say, um, okay, it's tight, but, you know, just to try and think, oh, well, he's being fair about it. I win easily. I like Frank as well. Did you see when he tweeted? He said, he said, um, at one point on Twitter, did you see this when he said, um, I hereby claim. Whilst the votes were still going on, (laughs) he tweeted, um, we claim Michigan, Wisconsin. In addition, we also hereby claim, <laughs> like it's the feudal system. But I kind and of, you just say, I claim. <laughs> I've got a sort of a. Yeah, it used to be when in in old films when the, if you stole someone's deeds in yeah. a cowboy film, you suddenly own their house. <laughs> it was you could just help if you got them in your hand. It's your house. Simple <laughs> as that. We were just um, discussing the American election. Oh, what did you make of it? Because I think you was anticipating a Trump landslide. Yeah, I got it wrong. I got it wrong. I, I mean, I think I got it more right than the pollsters. Well, I so say you'd make a good pollster, judging but, um, by that. <laughs> well, I was. they were fully wrong, and I think I was half right. So. He got more votes mm. than he got last time. Yeah. Yeah. Loads more, and, yeah. and loads more than people expected. People thought it was going to be a rout, didn't they, that he was gone. I mean, but there's parts of me they that were would, wrong. I, they would like to discover that um, there has been loads of fake ballots, just just for the cat amongst the pigeons element. Right. Mate, I'm thinking maybe the uh, the Russian troll factory. Right. If they'd sent in loads of fake ballots thing, and then they could then expose mm. it as being... It would be quite exciting. I'm, do you know what I think... Because they're saying now the latest... When I was coming in this morning, that's what I heard on the radio, is, yeah, that's confirmed that he's absolutely sticking to not leaving. He's refusing to concede, and I he says he's not like leaving the office. Don't you like that a bit? You know the one single, <laughs> house, you, Frank. One single house in the middle of the um, massive building complex, you know that, yeah. with the pensioner in who's lived there since she was yeah. uh, since 1938 won't go. I do like that. With the wrecking ball as it moves to the side of him, saying, no, I'm not budging. Well, I've often thought, when mm. I've watched snooker on the telly, yeah. I've often thought, especially in the big games, when players concede when they need, like, two snookers, and I've thought, yeah. oh, no, yeah. I'd go a lot more. be a bit I, more difficult. Well, apparently they're trying to work out who's going to tell him 
that it might be time, you know, when it's time to maybe gracefully. And it's between uh, Ivanka and his son. No one will tell him. <laughs> mm. What happens if you won't leave? I mean, what? I think they have to escort you from the premises. That would be great television, wouldn't it? Maybe he's just really tough. Like, <laughs> I've, I've got a mate who's a, a bricklayer and he saw a bloke get sacked and he just went, no, and came in the next day. Well, they're written, Ian... Because <laughs> he's really scary and hard, this guy. He just went... So if you just keep coming in, like, eventually they have to put his own security onto him and frog march him out, I guess. Well, Ian Botham, apparently, occasionally, the captain would say, I'm taking you off next half, and he'd go, nah. <laughs> You're not. He's just said no. Yeah. That's what it said. The latest is he's re- he says he will refuse to concede. Well, he hasn't lost yet, so he shouldn't no. go yet, should he? So. <laughs> but I think that could, this could start a whole new trend of people just not Keeping going. their jobs. You know, it's a trend that's been ongoing since the liberal politics of the 60s. So people are questioning and thinking, no, actually, what do I have to? Maybe I don't have to. Yeah, I do what I want. <laughs> I think in the 80s people thought some of the thinking in the 60s was great and we're starting to realise much of it was terrible. Well, some of it was brilliant. Excuse much me. Much of it that was awful. A, that, was a, that was a big time for my parents. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm picturing him with two red smoke bombs at the inauguration. <laughs> You know, just holding them up oh with all, the whole thing. The inauguration, black. guys, what's going to happen? He's going to be trouble at the inauguration. How is he going to get through that? No, he's going to be he's going to be heckling and yeah. it'll be brilliant. <laughs> it'll be really good. He might live tweet it. But, yeah. Well, there was that. Someone had said that he had said he was going to um, swear his allegiance on a copy of The Art of the Deal. <laughs> He'd said that, Oh yeah, he? I, I on the heard, Bible. I heard that, yeah. That's funny. Um, I I think there's a... We're saying these things as if they're <laughs> light-hearted <laughs> remarks. I think it's perfectly possible he could turn up at the inauguration and be like, remember the William sisters' dad who used to hold up signs <laughs> or stuff? I can honestly imagine him uh, doing that, like <laughs> holding behind Joe Biden signs with an arrow on loser and stuff. Do you know what I see him? I see him and buying one of those massive 18-wheeler sort of trailers <laughs> and just parking outside the White House on the other side of oh, the street. It's just correct. like the lady in the van. That would be <laughs> Living there forever. Yeah. Shouting from a loud hailer. With Joe Biden coming Tremendous out Tremendous litigation. Can I get you a cup of tea? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I've got some uh, matrimony news for you now. That's matrimony. Oh, I wish we had we that to play in the background while you was reading this. <laughs> do you know it, Gilbert O'Sullivan's matrimony? Know? I don't know it very well. Do you well. remember? We went to I see him, it. didn't we, yeah, Frank? you did. I nearly got run over reading his autograph on my <laughs> CD. Did you? Stood in the middle of the road at the Barbican Centre. Well, when so many people are stepping into the road looking at phones, there's something sort of classic yeah. and old school that you were reading handwriting there. Yeah. Uh-huh. On a CD. So, somehow dignified what you did. Yeah. Still not, but... It is a, it is a death from the old world. <laughs> yeah. And that was the night, Al, I found a signed Benedict Cumberbatch programme in the in the foyer. Oh, yes. Benedict Cumberbatch, by the way, has been suggested as uh, one of the names that could very easily swap and stay in the Dickens oeuvre. Cumberbatch, Cumberbatch. Benedict. Uh, yeah, uh, yes, definitely. Strong work. Definitely. Yeah. And then play that character. So, um, yeah, indeed. A newlywed couple um, have got married and have realised that their surnames, White and Christmas... 
become hyphenated to create Mr and Mrs White Christmas. Kieran, they, what do you mean, Kieran White and Tilly Christmas? <laughs> they didn't. They didn't twig what our last no. names would be until a friend shared they? a prom. For, I can't believe oh, they didn't twig. They didn't, they didn't have KA twigs, eh? They never noticed. <laughs> Um, but here's the weird thing. If sorry, it was like, Al, the producer is still laughing at Frank making a reference to FKA Twigs. Well, we talk, we have lots of conversations about FKA Twigs in our house because um, she's from <gasps> Cheltenham, which is where Kath is from. Is she? And Kath knows the school that she went oh. to and all that. Kath stuff. gets very obsessed by local Cheltenham oh, celebrities. She loves, she loves a bit of local. <laughs> right. Of course, Kath's got a fabulous... Um, claim to fame. Oh, yeah. Is that she was asked out by Eddie the Eagle Edwards. That's good. <laughs> uh, I'd like it if you got into beef with him. Uh, <laughs> I've met yeah. him, of course. Of course, you're happy to work yeah. with them all. And it's yeah. been downhill all the way. So. <laughs> <laughs> very good. That landed. So, um, <laughs> very good. Can we return to the white Christmases? Oh, of they course. claim they I didn't don't... spot it, but they <laughs> met age 12... And they've just got married at age 20. Is. In eight years, there was never a pause where the, one of them was just desperately trying to think of something to say on a date, and they went, white and Christmas? Oh, God, dude. Like, you'd think well, it would come in that that's moment, it. She, you? We should clarify, she said that, didn't she, Al? She said, we only twigged when someone else posted a photograph of them yeah. on, on Facebook or something. And she said for the first time it struck her. And this was an, a prom photo. Yeah, they, they wrote, didn't they? They wrote White, White Christmas. Christmas. And yeah. she said, yeah. oh, it suddenly occurred to me. Come on, could Tilly. We have built an entire... We, for years we've been running that idiotic eureka moment when people realise obvious stuff much yeah. later. No. We've, all, we've all been victims. I'm no one to talk. Um, we didn't realise until our wedding day that my wife's maiden name was Schmockran. And now she's um, Mrs. Cochrane Schmockran. <laughs> Just didn't didn't spot it until. No, that that, that again. That's that's an oversight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What if she'd married Trevor Eve? <laughs> <laughs> or Roland Gift. <laughs> oh, lovely. Well, oh man. She did say as well. She said, "Oh, it has been." problematic in my life because you know obviously there are times when I've rung up and booked tables mm-hmm. um, at restaurants and they thought I was joking and they've not gone ahead with the booking yeah, yeah. if you I, say it's Mrs White Christmas well yeah. no he, this was prior to meeting Kieran she White she was just Christmas Kieran White well, that's a bit comma fun. 20 uh, supermarket worker I have a sense mm. wasn't there a, a, a singer called Keith Christmas or something like that was there? I'm looking to the producer. Oh, I think it's before her time. Oh, okay. <laughs> if anyone knows, someone who had like a one-hit wonder guy called... It might not have been Keith, but something Christmas. Okay. But it's, it's got to be the artist and not the name of the song. It's got to be But I'm that. just saying, Frank, I can't imagine... <laughs> Very specific texting. Mm, yeah. If you said, oh, my name is um, Miss Christmas... My name Christmas. is... <laughs> Miss Christmas. <laughs> They would say, oh, you're having a laugh. No, I'm surprised. Like the old days of, I don't know if this still goes on, when you'd phone up London Zoo and ask yeah. to speak to Mr C. Yes. Lyon. Oh, yeah. And all that, people would put you on to that one. But Christmas, I don't think I'd be uh, suspicious. Do you remember it's, I met you a couple... You wouldn't cancel Christmas. I met her, no, not unless she said something uh, very untoward. Um, the, at the Brits... 
Do you remember I met a couple at the Brits? Oh, I can't remember their names now. And she was called, I think, Frank or Franks, and he was called Skinner. And oh. she said that they realised oh. that they couldn't hyphenate their names for that reason. <laughs> she came over to tell me this. I felt quite guilty, so I'll be straight with you. <laughs> Before we return to the White Christmas story, um, 066 has texted, Hi everyone, maybe Trump will just sit on the roof, refuse to leave, <laughs> like those guys you've seen on the news that are protesting planning from the council or something like that. Yeah, yeah that's what it is. That's a very nice observation, it's possible. Mm. Yeah, like rooftop me. protests, of course, is a, long, yeah. uh, it's a prison tradition. It is. Yeah. Fathers for Justice, he could put on a Batman outfit, yes. get on top of the White House, bump into Brian May. <laughs> Just getting ready for the inauguration gig. <laughs> uh, well, I, there's, there's uh, all sorts of possibilities, but it will be great if he yeah. won't go in many ways. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of White Christmas, by the way, um, how many other hit records with whistling in can you think of? Oh, um, uh, what? As in, so, uh, The Good, The Bad and The Ugly... I know you're a fan of um, whistling in songs, but you're not a p- particularly big fan of Elbow, but their song, Lippy Kids, has whistling in it. Oh, is start. that right? Yeah. Jealous Guy, I'd say, is one yeah. of the... Oh, lovely. Does The Good, The Bad and The Ugly have whistling? Am I just imagining that? Oh, yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Do, do, do. Ding, 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 ding. Wait for it. Ooh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how they do that. But I thought left. that was the one he did the, the film with, Every Which Way But Loose. It was the orangutan. Oh, a little part. Clyde. <laughs> Clyde. <laughs> uh, why was he called Clyde? Well, I mean, why is anyone called anything? No, Clyde is a weird name, Frank, for an orangutan. Well, it, come yeah, on. It seemed to. Yeah, I think it's it called to like be Giggles that. or something, but Clyde. By the way, this woman who, who got married. Um, Tilly, Tilly Christmas. Yeah. Mm. She um, she spoke... Um, you get a lot of stories about proposals. It's a whole genre of strange tales, people. Are. It is. And they were next to a fountain. A fa- spoke of it as if it was a famous fountain, but I didn't know it personally. Mm. And he knelt on one knee, in, as is the tradition, and she hadn't noticed, so she walked off yeah. and left him oh. still there. And I... Then got to thinking, if I saw someone kneeling by a fountain, I'd assume they were being sick. That Did was you? my first thing. <laughs> and then I thought... What does that say about you? Well, well, you know. Well, exactly. And then, um, and then I thought, if you were sick into a fountain, would it be taken up eventually into the cascade? Good question. Yeah. 8, 12, 12, 15. 15, yeah. <laughs> there must be some fountain engineers listening to this show. It's got some very heavy up. drinkers that might yeah, know exactly. what happens if you're sick into a fountain. Oh. Uh, yeah. Think about the new year when the fountains used to be uh, a gathering place. I hope your partner isn't listening to this bit of the show. Why? Well, she's got. She's a bit phobic about. Oh, she these doesn't things. like the vomiting. It's true. <laughs> oh, yeah. Frank Daniel Skipsy has said, I hate... Skip, oh. Sorry, I don't know why I did that. <laughs> Skipsy, yeah. Skipsy. I hate whistling, oh. but sitting on the dock of the bay has got some in. 
Are you familiar with that? Oh, it always has. Yeah. Yeah, actually, 660 has also suggested sitting on the dock. Yeah. Frank, you've got a good whistle, you see. I can't really whistle. I haven't got a very... I can't do those um, two-fingered, well, shrieking whistles. Oh, I can do do. that. I knew you'd do that. But I can't really do the good football manager whistle where you don't use your hand. You just... Well, my... um, Boz asked me... um, My eight-year-old asked me to teach him to whistle recently. It's really... Yeah. I can't. I don't know. Quite nuanced. It's quite um, a hard one to to get across. We did quite well on swinging without being pushed. That seemed to work yeah. quite well. Mm. But whistling, I mean, I don't know where my tongue is and stuff like that. <laughs> you know, my yeah. tongue has a life of its own. Yeah. Um, as you can tell by some of the rubbish I speak on here. <laughs> anyway, if anyone has got a nice, easy explanation I'd love it because at the moment he's just blowing air out Frank This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text the show on 812.15. Many have, many more will, I suspect. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio or email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Okay. I got excited because I think there's a great uh, example of whistling in a song, mm-hmm. which I'd forgotten. 489, how about Walk Like an Egyptian? Oh, God, I can't remember oh, the whistle. Come on. Any. I can, but I can't whistle. Oh, that's frustrating. Can you hum it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Frank, whistle? can you do it? Is that whistling? Yeah. Okay. I tell you what I used to do. I used to do in snooker halls. I must have told you this before. I'd start playing snooker, and they're very... Well, I don't know what they're like now. I've been in one for ages, but always very quiet. I used to go in them a lot, and I'd go... Be playing the shot, and I just casually to myself go. <laughs> just the first bit of the "Some Mothers Do Atham" theme, and then and then leave it. And within two minutes, you'd hear. <laughs> it's absolutely infectious. It's gone into their souls. Fun game. Yeah. Do you know, I've Possibly always Possibly slightly heard. more rewarding than actual snooker, which is devilishly hard on oh, a full-size table. Al, I've got to say something, though. Good for the and social distancing, though. Obviously, <laughs> this doesn't apply to you two because I feel nothing but platonic love, immense love, but yeah. it's very firmly platonic mm. and never strays into right. love lane. Well, you've got All to say right. this, but, you know... <laughs> But, but, I have a real, I don't know, I come over a bit curious. Men playing pool does something to me. Oh, yeah. If I see a man I what know... What about dogs playing pool? <laughs> I just call up an artist and say, bring your oils over. Yeah. Oh, man, but, that's still a great... The old with a, masters. With a cigarette in, Paul. Thank oh, you. Fantastic. But, Frank, it's something about... A, if a man I know... It's not about any random. It's not mm. about Ray Reardon. It's about if you or Al suddenly picked up the cue, I'd, yeah. I'd feel a bit funny. And oh, I'd have yeah. to... Yeah, it's... I don't know what it is. It's just... It's a... Something about the skill of it. I love it, anyway. I think Freud would have a theory on it. Yeah. Oh, for <laughs> God's sake. But, yeah, no. Okay. Um, 
Let's clean things up. I, uh, I've, I've received a text message. Remember, I'm bet, I was, uh, I bet Freud said that sometimes in analysis. <laughs> We've gone through some. I bet Freud's cleaner said that. Some dream about holes. <laughs> <laughs> we were discussing my uh, childhood memory of scrambles Fro- where Fro- people. <laughs> 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 when when people threw a big fistful of change out of a car yes, window, I had something I've discovered today: the scramble. Zero um, eight seven has texted. Hi Frank. On the theme of the scramble, I grew up in Alcester. Is that right, Alcester? I think it's Ulster. Ulster, just south of Birmingham, where the court lead, a sort of feudal name for town council, once a year stood at the windows of the upper floor of the town hall and threw a handful of coins to the poor youth assembled below. It rapidly descended into a brawl to get the pennies. I avoided the melee and ran round the edges picking up coins rolling out of the scrum and I suspect I was more successful than those in the thick of the fight. I like yeah, that. Yeah, that's, that's like the people who stand slightly <laughs> back in a, a, for corners. They yeah. stand a bit further oh, back thinking yeah. if this ball comes through, yeah. I'll be ready, I'll be the one on my own. Yeah. It's a, it's a bit reminiscent of, in uh, there was an Anglo-Saxon tradition that if there was a grand banquet, mm. they would eat from bread plates made of bread. Right, nice. So everything would be eaten off these bread plates and then they would um, throw the plates out the window to the waiting poor and the plates would be slightly soaked in the food that had been on them. Nice. Oh, I see. Good idea. Yeah, so kind. Um, Let's bring it back. We might be glad of it, 2021. Frank, 107. Yeah. This is Dave. We always used to sing Talk Like You from Tipton. Instead of walk like an Egyptian. Oh, I'm right. sure you can relate to that. Tipton. Yes. Tipton, Tipton is... Uh, I used to do a regular gig in Tipton at a place called uh, the Pie Factory. Is that near you? It's part. It's a, it's a Dudley-ish place. The, the, the thing always used to be <laughs> that um, there was a lot of rag and bone men in Tipton and Lovely. that you would see a you'd see a small terraced house with a horse on the lawn. Oh. That was a, but I think I mean I'm that was the tradition whether it's actually fair it's probably yes. been gentrified since I don't know yeah I oh, would be yeah. astonished if that had happened <laughs> to Tipton <laughs> but um, I believe it's the home of Stevie Bull oh yeah oh, oh yeah. lovely hence the song Stevie Bull's a tatter he wears a tatter's hat I think we'll have to leave it there <laughs> that's, the, uh, that's the first line Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio Again, a lot of texts and emails telling us uh, songs with whistling in them, Frank. That's more than I thought. Uh, Mm -hmm. Me and Julio down by the schoolyard, good whistling in a cracking song. That it is a brilliant song. Do you know it? No. That's from Mark. I'm on my way, I don't know where I'm going. It's a bit that goes... Whistling on the radio, always popular with the listeners. <laughs> there isn't an I hear many shows where they could just whistle the links and nothing would be lost. <laughs> I like it when you slag off on the radio. It really, uh, well, I for mean, some reason, it really pleases time. me. It could do with it, true. <laughs> we are key workers. We have a certain responsibility. I mean... <laughs> Mushy Mushy says of whistling, I can't think of anything more annoying or publicly invasive. Yeah, well, my... I can, Mushy. Thank you. 
My um, my partner feels like that about whistling, coincidentally. Well, when people whistle in my house, I tend to go, outdoor! Ah. <laughs> do you have outdoor voice with uh, the... Outdoor and indoor voice, yes. yeah. And do I think whistling that, is an outdoor noise. What does that mean? Oh, well, he doesn't do it. You know, Isn't that the thing with children? You say, no, use your indoor voice. Yeah, no, I like... Um, I've always been a big fan of shouting in the house. Stand <laughs> out. <laughs> How do you uh, feel about room-to-room room shouting? Because that well, does my head in. I we have many many arguments about that. Mm. About with uh, well, cats. I I can't hear you from in here. <laughs> but, uh, which is odd because I can hear her perfectly clearly. Yeah. And uh, but it's, you know, you, sometimes you're shouting, "Come and have a look at this." Yeah. You don't want to be going oh, back into the room. Oh, but, here we go. Yeah. I know it sounds a bit first world problem, but sometimes people are on a different floor well, and I'm in my oh, nice exactly. kitchen with the kettle on and the radio They're on in and the I West can Wing. just hear, Daddy! Oh, quite, yeah. yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, um, I'm a big fan of having... Uh, the, the home that I uh, grew up in, we argued with each other all the whole... It was... I, I, I once read... Uh, I think he was a... 17th century writer, French writer, who described London as one long shout. <laughs> and that's kind of what my childhood was like. We all just shouted at each other. So mm. when I started going out with cats, she'd grown up in quite a quiet, orderly house. Mm. Right. So we had a, an argument, and I went to shouting early. She was yeah. like I'd, you know, thrown the, uh, the sofa through yes, the window. Yes, that's interesting, because right. I think I grew up in the Skinnerian... You know, that was very much my vibe, mm. as I'm sure won't surprise you with actors. <laughs> well, exactly. You but I mean, left your mugs. Well, I did often wish at the end of the day I'd use my diaphragm a bit more than yeah. I'm using my throat. Oh, tell me about it, dear. I mean, you've got to, you've got to come from deep <laughs> with the real shouting. And, of course, I, one of my great pleasures as a small child was to go to the top of the garden quite late before I went to bed and shout as loud as I could for about five minutes. Oh, yeah. Must have been oh, fun for the neighbours. I don't know what that was about, but, I, God, there's some nights I wouldn't mind revisiting. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Did you hear my chair squeak then as I adjusted? Um, I thought it was your spine and I didn't want to say anything. No, no. Okay. <laughs> That's the kind of guy I am. When did um, Stevie Wonder switch from harmonica to piano? Mm. Anyway. Uh, Bethany Still has suggested for the Dickensian names Foreman George. He'd box your ears if you didn't pull your weight oh, in the workhouse. Yeah, be Foreman George. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Lovely work, Bethany, one of our regulars. Uh, Foreman George. Did you enjoy that? I thought you would. Your lads will rejoice your tour. <laughs> uh, okay. And obviously, thank you for everyone sending in uh, a lot of don't worry, be happies for the whistling, Bobby McFerrin. Is that that bit? Yeah, absolutely. Oh. And a lot of Roger Whittaker's, of course, Billy Joel, The Stranger. Roger Whittaker, whatever happened to him? He um, he died. He, uh, South African, I believe. <laughs> he was a, 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 a... Whistling was a big feature of his stuff. Ah, OK. And he used to do a song that went um, called I'm Gonna Leave Old Durham Town, which began when I was a boy, I'd spend my time sitting on the banks of the River Tyne which doesn't mm. run through Durham, 
But maybe he travelled right. for his... Don't um, let facts get in the way of a good sitting, rhyme. Sitting around, exactly. <laughs> um, let, let, let's not forget singing in the rain. There's okay. whistling in oh. that. Mm. We've had a bit of an update on Tipton. Oh, which yeah. I think you were a bit concerned that you were um, slurring accidentally, but it felt like a historic version of Tipton that you were I was describing. Saying it was, yeah, it was a, it was a, a theatrical interpretation. Yeah. And I mooted the possibility that it had probably been gentrified by now, and um, I, I think I was wrong. Um, I live in Tipton, and I can say the horse in the front slash backyard is true. It's still going on today. Oh, what? <laughs> it's nothing to see. A, <laughs> I love no, that. It's nothing to see a horse tethered outside a pub either. Best wishes are Tipton wench born and bred. I love this that's Tipton wench. Fantastic. Do you think that that will be Donald Trump tether his horse to the outside the White House? Yeah, when he's parked up. Has he got a horse? He seems more he limber than Paul. Yeah, I know he's he? not an animal fan no, because he was the drive. first. Yeah. President not to keep an animal as a pet in the White House. Right. What did he keep? Well, I mean, let's not go into that, dear. Let's not go into that. But he said, no, he. I, I did respect him for that. He said, I'm not going to buy a dog. I think there was pressure on him. He said, it'll look phony. He said, I can't walk it. I can't walk that thing. How would that look? I love the fact that he was in his 70s and became president <laughs> before he worried about looking phony. <laughs> have you seen your tan? But in fairness, that wasn't his thing and he wouldn't have it imposed on him. So I quite like that he said, I'm not... Oh, there's a lot to like. traditionally... Steady on, mate. Whereas... Emily with the pro-Trump <laughs> comments. No, I'm just saying... If someone doesn't want a dog, fine. I'd rather yeah. that than they got it and yeah. didn't like it. As it's opposed to out. some former presidents, no names mentioned, mm-hmm. um, have got dogs and then sent them back. Oh, all right. Yeah. I mean, oh, Ronald yeah. Reagan had Lucky, who was huge. Oh, really? But don't, you know, I, I don't know everything about this. Go to the White House Presidential Pet Museum if you'd like to hear more about this. Thank you. Well, I, online I, thing? <laughs> I recently bought a dog as a wedding present. And I said, uh, a dog is for life, not for the white Christmases. (laughs) (laughs) This is Frank Skinner. Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. (laughs) Oh, I wanted to let you boys know something, which is Christmas is coming. You will be getting my list soon. I've been checking out uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. Are you aware of this boy? She has a website called Goo. Oh, God, yes. yes. I mean, it's... Excellent uh, news. It's, it's, I would say radio shows where people sit around chewing the fat about the week's news, Goop has been a tremendous, <laughs> tremendous yeah. facility. Well, it's, she's it's a, much mocked, isn't it? For, much uh, mocked. For, for being sort of... It Un- is. Unscientific mumbo-jumbo. In yes. a way, it was before its time. It's very 2020. I think also the fact... I mean, she's now... She, <laughs> she was... She was an actor, uh, but she calls herself a wellness entrepreneur. She's still an actor, isn't she? She's, she's an actor, but she's a wellness entrepreneur as well. I like wellness. the wellness entrepreneur thing. Do you? Yeah. Well, I'm looking for a fallback plan now that comedy's closed. Is that down. what Dean Gaffney was? In it? Oh, no, he's well-armed. You, you could be a bloody-mindedness <laughs> entrepreneur. All right. Yeah, I'll take that. No, you're a well-armed entrepreneur. <laughs> um... So she, they do this sort of Christmas guide. Yeah, they bring out uh, things. The holiday guide. They're gifts, really, exactly. aren't they? And they're gifts for the for the rich, I think it's fair, for and by uh, the rich. And mm. in the past there's been some um, 
sort of controversial personal items and, and the like. Quite. Yeah, smell but, of candles um, and such like. Yes. But you know what? I got a soft spot for Goop. I think it's because mm. I really like her as Pepper Potts. Yeah. I like Gwyneth, and yeah. I, you know, I loved Chris, and I actually respected the conscious uncoupling. Uncoupling. Yeah. But yeah, what um, a night that was. To- <laughs> mm-hmm. Toilet paper costing thirty-four pounds. Called number two. Discuss. To be fair, it's a good I think joke. It's, to be fair, mm. I think it's dollars. Oh, you're right. Thirty-four pounds would be ridiculous. Is it dollars? <laughs> Can we check this, please? Is it dollars? I think it is about. Yeah. So in the end, it's only about twenty-five quid a roll. Okay. Yeah. And well, it's uh, Simon Cowell, as you know, I think I've told you this, my best fact about him, black toilet paper in oh. all of his toilets. Mm. Insists on black toilet paper. Don't know how I feel I about know, that. I don't know how it I feel. It makes me sick. About that. It, it, I, I don't know, for some idea, I, for some reason, I'm getting after eights in their black envelope. <laughs> <laughs> as an image. Do you know it? what I'm getting, Frank? I'm getting... Gone to the toilet in an 80s restaurant, had to use a napkin. Oh, oh no. No. <laughs> and, and by the way, you say that um, it, it prices people out, but there is a, a, an under $100 section, which obviously I went straight to. Yeah. After a brief glimpse at some of the more expensive stuff, there's a $38,000 mattress. On there, but if that's ah. a brilliant mattress, well, it's and you're and you're a multi-millionaire. Why not get it? Who is it we did on the show once? Was it? Uh, oh yeah, a some, rapper. Was yeah. it Drake or something? I think it might have been Drake bought a bed yeah. that was. Um, well, the thirty-eight thousand dollar mattress. I clicked on it because you know you never know when we might need a new mattress. Mm. Um, Every but ten they years, mate. The, on the advert, they didn't have um, bed clothes on it. And then I thought, oh, I suppose they want people to know. Bed clothes. <laughs> yeah. I, love the, I love the phrase bed clothes. <laughs> yeah. See, when you say bed clothes, what I think of Frank bedding? in his top cap. No, the top. That, yeah, but I call them bed clothes as well. Yeah. You actually I dress, never dress the bed. That. I would call it bedding. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what do you call it? A, the trouble is that. Valance sheets. Valance! <laughs> <laughs> Sir Patrick Valance sheets. <laughs> That's when bedwetting bed then becomes a major issue. Yes, if, if it's, it's 38,000. Yeah. Whereas well, normally... Well, she the dog on it. The dog was on the picture on the 38,000. You know, thought, normally bedwetting is something you can laugh about the next morning, but not on that. <laughs> not oh on that. God. I was a bedwetter. Do you think these are toilet rolls that people... We're just going to go straight past that. <laughs> I thought it was for the best. <laughs> where do you? Where would you like to... Uh, to take to it. To expand that. <laughs> I mean... Uh, yeah, the, are you done? Is this therapy or broadcasting? What no, I'm do? just saying I was a bedwetter in childhood. <laughs> okay, Thank you. Enough. Oh, in childhood. Yeah. Oh, That's sorry. a bit of route one <laughs> bedwetting. Yeah. I think Frank was talking about in alcohol, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. I'm talking oh. about in my mid-30s. <laughs> Oh, God. Childhood. Come Ch- on. <laughs> That's a default bed wetting. <laughs> First time I've ever been shamed for not wetting the bed in my 30s. Oh, uh, well, it's... Extraordinary uh, show. Anyway, I, I never on. did it on a mattress. Well, there's a lot of it about... Have you ever seen a mattress on White Scrown that doesn't have a stain on it? That don't exist. Is that one of the textings? Have you ever seen one in a bedroom? (laughs) (laughs) That's why they have to wear clothes. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. 
I have been vindicated again. 398. Oh. Al, bed clothes for sure. Bedding is what you put down in a stable for a horse. Mm. Oh. I think I've vindicated. How do you know yes. that's not where I sleep? Thank you. <laughs> uh, Al, you were taught, you've been checking out Goop. I love to hear this. Did you? Have you seen the absurdly expensive item? On the Christmas gift. Can we move on? To, before we move on, can I... Sure. Can I, don't you think there is an argument? I think there's a great deal of waste in the toilet paper business. Mm-hmm. There certainly is in our house. This is a debate I've had many times with my partner. Mm-hmm. Don't you think if you were paying 25 quid for a roll, you'd be a little bit... Be more folding, let's put it that a way. A bit more frugal with it. Uh, yeah, a bit more frugal sharky. <laughs> I'm slightly more concerned about this is a debate I've had many times with my partner. Or do you stand outside the toilet no, saying how much paper are you using? When I see like an enormous amount of paper like, in the toilet, I just mm. think that's waste. And I don't like, I don't yeah. like waste. Well, you're correct, it is waste. Yes. Uh, no, but <laughs> I mean... <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and I think you would. I think you would acknowledge that no human being needs needs to go into double figures on the on the on the sheetage. <laughs> so um, I'm. No. Speak for I think there's an argument for this. I'd also. Um, I'd like to know if people throw these to- these toilet rolls at polo matches. because what happened to that tradition of people throwing toilet rolls at football matches it It was absolutely central it definitely stopped before fans were stopped it wasn't that Covid has killed it it stopped a a decade ago it was very much the sort of pitch invader era wasn't it you used to see like the goals Mm. it used to get threaded in the netting there'd be a goalie standing there and he'd be encased Toilet roll apart, and it just stopped. And it's it's not a harmless. It's not going to no. hurt anybody no. throwing a toilet roll. Bring back toilet rolls. Yeah. <laughs> you think well, it's a health and safety issue? That's yeah. what stopped it. I, I think it was that um, episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm when he gets trick or treated and they cover the house in toilet oh, roll. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, as you can imagine, being a dog owner, I go through a fair few amount. Oh dear. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? The, the You're puppy. talking to the toilet. No, it's the puppy with the toilet roll. It's the, oh, you know, of course. The, yeah, no. I see. My dog does like a toilet roll. I see. Not I'd that. like to get buy the white Christmases mm-hmm. for Christmas. I'd like to buy them a chamber pot, which when you pick it up, it plays Christmas number one. <laughs> <laughs> if any of their friends are listening, you can have that. <laughs> Go for it. So we should talk about there is there was a gift there that was um, it's I was going to say two grand but it's uh, two thousand dollars essentially one thousand nine hundred ninety five oh, yeah. did you see this um, I, I had quite I've got a little bit of um, a, a block on that particular price because I was <laughs> I was overwhelmed by many of the prices it's a Ouija what, board oh the Ouija oh, board the glitter Ouija board hand poured glitter bombed acrylic yeah. I I had a look in my um, my family spreadsheet, and we've only got one and a half thousand dollars for a Ouija board this year. Oh, it's been a tough year. I'm sorry to hear that. (laughs) The designer should have called me. It's designed by Edie Parker, and and at first I looked at it and I thought, and then I realised to my horror, I do own an item by Edie Parker. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you how much it costs. It's a clutch bag. Oh, I was hoping you were going to say it was like a crystal ball. (laughs) She specialises in occult accessories. 
Edie Parker. It's named after Jack Kerouac's Jack Kerouac's wife, I believe. Oh. Called Edie Parker. Oh, when anyway. you said Edie Parker, yeah. I thought that rings a bell. Mm, there you go. Fancy. Anyway. Ouija board. Uh, yeah, unlike the Gwyneth's Braw Tauter Ouija board, no, she still misses Iron Man. Yeah. Yeah, I thought your lot weren't fans of the old. No, occults. it's uh, you know, not well, fans. I've there's told a, this story. Also, doesn't like Guy Fawkes Night, and he doesn't like Ouija boards. I don't like Ouija boards, especially glitter. Seems inappropriate for the, <laughs> the deceased. <laughs> it has, for me, I'm a traditionalist. Speak for your own family. It has to be. It has <laughs> to be dressed in muted colours. Excuse me, my family were all about glitter but up there. We know what the dead like is what ragged Hessian. <laughs> That's what. That, and Frank. I tell you what else they like Puritan shoes, Puritan buckle <laughs> on the shoes. Yeah, it's um, but you've got to. I mean, they they ragged Hesse and he's there. It's that's that's <laughs> what I call um, the deceased chic. <laughs> anyway, and thank you so much for listening to to us this morning, and um, I hope you'll all be gathering around your tellies for uh, Spurs Albion. Tomorrow, oh, yeah. and think of me. Think of the. Pick we're back you. to some good old-fashioned shouting in the house. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now get out. This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio.